This is episode 186 of the Focused Mindset Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about listening in a whole new way because we're going to figure out what it truly means to focus on somebody's strengths. So let's get going. This is the podcast where you learn how to build stronger connections and have better conversations using the solution-focused approach. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a solution-focused life coach, and each week we learn new strategies so that we can build our families strong and be the person that we were always meant to be. You can learn more about our products and services by going to thefocusedmindset.com or hop over to Amazon to get 30 Days to Higher Hopes. Hello, welcome to this week's podcast. This is episode 186. And we just got through with three episodes on bullying and now we're going to move into talking about how to build up people's strengths. And this is an important week for me to share with you guys because I've had the most amazing time preparing for my TEDx talk that's less than a week away now as of this recording. And I something inside of me was saying, you know what? You don't want to wait until you get back from Florida. You want to talk to this your audience. And I just, I I felt like I missed you guys. We haven't talked enough, just one on one, this, these type of episodes. And sometimes I'll just jot down notes and say, oh my goodness, that's going to be in my next podcast. And lately I've been gathering my notes and not getting them off that paper and into this podcast. So this is my chance to just kind of share with you guys the things that have been flowing through my mind, the things I've noticed. And it's around communicating our strengths. You know, my talk is on bringing hope into people's lives through having better conversations. And one small part of it is talking about listening in a way that we're listening for people's strengths. And every time I say that part in the talk, I wish that I had more time to focus on it. So I'm going to give it a little more time here because I feel like it's one of the most important parts of our conversation is not if we're listening, but how we're listening and what we're listening for. I feel like we need to listen differently to be able to get different results. And I'm reminded of, um, of Dr. Linda Medcalf, uh, the way that she explains solution-focused counseling, which is something that I say often, is that solution-focused counseling is a way of working with a client that focuses primarily on their strengths rather than the problem that brought them to counseling. It invites the client to look at a preferred future and then work on a way to bring that about. Now, my hope is that we take that same concept and we move it into our everyday conversations. We fill our mind with having a mindset that's solution focused so we can 
bring this into a conversation with our child, with our coworker, with our sister, uh, with our best friend, whoever it might be. But I found that focusing on strengths is not something that comes natural to most people. And it doesn't even come natural for me. Of course, I look in the mirror and the first thing I'll see is, oh, something needs to be changed. Or, you know, take, for instance, whenever we see a picture of ourselves, we're immediately going to find ourselves and then find a flaw. It's, it's kind of natural for us to want to look at those things that aren't going right. And it's not even meaning that we're doing anything wrong by doing so. It just produces a different result. There's a time when we need to be critical. There's a time when our critical eye is exactly what is needed in a situation when something needs that level of perfection or our ear. If we're listening to music and our job is to help someone perform well, we want to have that a uh, little bit more critical mind, but it gets carried away so quickly. And then we stand behind what we said when we were being critical as if it was the right thing to do simply because we were saying it like it is and being honest. And of course, I believe in honesty. I also believe that if we listen to find strengths, then our honest answer is going to be different than it would be if we didn't listen for those strengths, because that's something we need to do on purpose. Because like I just said, it doesn't come perfectly natural. Naturally, we're going to be like, oh, that didn't line up with what I thought. Oh, that needs to be switched up a little. Oh, I didn't believe in what they said right there at all. And your mind is filled with this negativity, but you have an opportunity. You have a chance. You have an, the person that's in charge of your own brain to change that. Um, I saw some practical examples of that during my time of my preparation uh, for this talk that I just, I, I want to shed light on it. And it's all wrapped around the things that I watched in my best friend, Rhonda. My best friend, Rhonda, opened up there, uh, the theater at the high school that she works for, for me to practice. And I have known Rhonda for years and years. We raised our kids together. And I've known that she's the kind of person that's uh, very particular in, in a sense where she knows how to look at details and she knows how to give great advice. But it's wrapped up in a person that also knows how to look at people's strengths. And as we walked into the lobby on the first day that I was practicing, there was this uh, teenage boy there that was just kind of like sitting and reading a book. I don't know what he was doing. He was in his own little world, probably with the headphones on. And he let me in and uh, he was just sitting there doing nothing. And then when Rhonda walked through, she paused and she turned around and she said, you know, I saw your dance that you did. And then she started telling him what she loved about it. She said she loved the way the lighting was on his costume and the way that uh, the, the dance moved forward and how this uh, student had portrayed whatever he was doing. I didn't see the dance. But I was so thoroughly impressed with her ability just to pause and let him know those exact details of what she liked. Now, that doesn't happen automatically. That happened because when she was watching that dance, she noticed those things. She noticed what was going well in that dance. And it wasn't so she could randomly run into him in that uh, little lobby area. That, that just happened. 
but sometimes things just happen because we have our eyes open to the right things. So then when the opportunity arises, we're ready to give that kind of feedback. Maybe if she wasn't the kind of person that looks at the things that are going well, she would have uh, maybe been polite enough to be like, oh, if you don't say something nice, don't say it at all. And she would have just walked by him or maybe just waved. And then that entire opportunity for him to hear that would have been completely missed. It had to happen before when she was watching the dance. She watched it and and took notice of it differently. And that's the same thing that I believe we could do when we're listening to people. We listen differently. We listen to hear their strengths, to hear the exception, even if they feel like everything in their world is going wrong, there's going to be an exception. And you can ask a question to help them towards that as well. What happened next? What went well? What, what did you do in between there? And pretty soon they'll say, then they'll say one of their strengths. And if you're listening for it, you'll hear it and you'll say, hold on. So you mean that you did uh, choose to, and then bring up the positive. The moment that you do that, the person that you're talking to, it's like it completely shifts the conversation to a completely different place because they feel as though you saw something good in them, something that they were maybe even hoping that they could uncover. And then you just uncovered it. In this situation, she had noticed those positives about the dance. Now she went on walking into the auditorium where she was getting my mic and getting stuff ready for me to help me out. And something changed within that teenage boy. He didn't know I was still watching him and he had a little smile on his face. And then he started writing some things down and then he put his music on his phone and he stood up and he started practicing that dance and he started practicing certain different parts of it and doing it again. And then it obviously sparked something within him. It wasn't because she came and said, you know, you need a little practice with that. If she would have said that, he probably would have said, forget you. I'm sitting here chilling and felt crummy about himself. All she had to do was bring up the things that he had done well. And then he himself was then motivated to practice. And for the next 10, 15 minutes, he was there doing his dance and playing his music and in the moment. And I thought that is a result of way back when she watched the dance, she chose to think what's going well here. And then she chose to talk about it with him. Two small choices that have who knows what kind of results. Maybe the next time he does that dance, it will be uh, 30% better. Not because she was critical, but because she was uplifting. Now that continued in the auditorium because the first time I did my speech uh, in, on this stage, I tell you what, I'm used to speaking in front of, you know, groups of parents and, you know, workshops and things like this. But there was something about the bright light on me and the magnitude of knowing that I was practicing for a TEDx that made me feel really nervous. And I felt like I, my voice wasn't flowing and, you know, I already could feel that insecurity within me. And I saw her writing notes and writing notes, which I was very glad she was doing because that was one reason she was there. And then when we were all done 
And it was time for Rhonda to critique me, if you will. She says, you know, I loved the way that you said the stress that you put on this moment. And I loved what your hands were doing right here. And I loved this part of what you were doing. She probably said three, four, five, six things that she saw that she loved. And it made me feel amazing because I knew there was a lot of flaws. I knew there was a lot of work to be done. But you know what? She led with strengths. She led with my strengths and I was able to be the person on the other side going, oh, wow, she liked that. I worked so hard on that. I can't believe that it came through. And then it did the very thing that it did in that young man that practiced his dance. I was more motivated to make the changes that I wanted to make to make it even better. How can I make it better? And I was interested in her, her, uh, I guess you could say criticism, but she didn't say it in a criticizing way, but her critiques, I was more interested in that because she led with my strengths and she gave wonderful critiques. So it went, it went all the way around really well. But to be honest, every person that we talk to is very aware of the things that they're not doing well. Even the youngest kid that I talk to is so quick to put themselves down. It's amazing that they'll just be like, I don't, I don't learn well. I'm not smart or whatever it is that they've already taken on this negative persona as a little tiny first grader, a little tiny kindergartner. And, and most of the time it's not because they've been put down. It's because we naturally know what we aren't doing well. If we're really honest with ourselves, we know the times when we've been, uh, less than, And it doesn't benefit us as communicators to focus so much on that because it basically just confirms the things that they're already thinking in their head that's negative. We need to be the one that's confirming that there's positive and that there's wonderful things to be had and that there's another little voice within people that they're thinking, but you know, I really, I really hope that somebody sees the light in me. I hope someone sees this amazing little part of me or the good in me. And the moment that we shed light on it, it's so different. It's like sparking a a match in a dark room and it lights up the entire room or turning on your your phone light in a dark room. It, It illuminates the walls. And the more that we bring the light in of focusing on the strengths, the more the person is motivated even to fix their weaknesses. That's the magic in it. So it's our turn to be listeners that level up our listening. It's time that we focus on the strengths. And we focus on strengths in the type of way where we can not only see the strengths, but we're able to verbalize that with the people that we care about before we have anything to say, even if our job is to be critical, we could still lead with the strengths. And I wonder how you might do that in the week to come. I wonder if you turn on a different level of listening, if you'll not only hear someone mention something like, oh my gosh, they just mentioned a strength of theirs. Then you chalk it away and then you bring it back up. What difference could it make? 
We never know until we try. So head out in this next week with the type of listening that's looking for strengths. And then just just notice your own strengths when you do it and say, good job. You know, notice that and acknowledge it because we all know it doesn't come natural. Now, I am going to be traveling in a couple of days to Florida, which I'm in California now. So clear across all the states over to the other, uh, the East Coast. And, uh, and it's going to be such an adventure. And I'm going to be taking notes and pictures and uh, telling you guys all about it. If you want to follow my journey a little bit, I will be trying to kind of highlight my journey a little bit on my Instagram, which is, which is share the focused mindset, or you could just look up share Kretz, the focused mindset podcast. And it's right there. And I'd love for some of you guys that haven't got a chance to, to jump over there and uh, follow me there because um, this is one of those things that I know that not that many people really get to do. I mean, you could say, oh yeah, you know, TEDx talk, they're all over the place. They are, but it's still something that I don't know if I'll have that opportunity again. So I'm going to drink in every moment and I'm going to try and really uh, glean from the positives that are going to be happening throughout that entire week. And one of the things I was stressing about was what in the world to name this, because the way it works is that you have one name that you put on the flyer for the live event, and then that might get changed up for the uh, TEDx YouTube channel. Um, but I was thinking about it and I was looking online at all of the different titles and then how it fits into my talk. And finally, I was like, you know what? This is going out to my community. I'm just going to put a whole bunch of my ideas out there and see what comes up with. And it was so great. I'm still getting answers in. Uh, but one of the answers were so great. It was uh, by a lady that's all the way out in Europe. Uh, her name is Safena, I believe, but it could be Safena. Athena, but I don't think so. But there's names that are over in Europe that I don't hear very often here. So I would need her to email me back and use a voice note and tell me exactly how to say her name so I don't say it wrong anymore. But Safana is, uh, is emailing me and she says, you know, I feel really weird about giving you advice when you're doing a talk on not giving advice. And she had a point because that's the very thing that I've been working a lot on. And you guys will have to tell me when you see the, uh, the YouTube of this entire talk to see if I was successful in telling people about how important it is not to give advice when I'm standing there on stage sort of giving advice. <laughs> it's a very odd place to be. Um, I plan to lead with you know, the same caring that I always talk to you guys about. I mean, I care about this subject and uh, hopefully it won't come across like a know-it-all because that would be exactly the opposite of what I want to come across like. But she still did give me her opinion and I loved her opinion. It was that I should name it, don't give advice, give hope. Simple, to the point. Trust me, I was making it a lot more complicated. You guys know this if you were reading all of my options. And I loved it. And the one that's going to be written on the live flyer is heroes don't give advice. They give hope. And we really are a hero in somebody's life 
when we give them a gift of truly listening and listening in the type of way where we hear their strengths. There's enough negativity in this world to go around. There's enough self-talk that tells us the things we're doing wrong to last us forever. Let's level up our listening and be the kind of hero that gives people hope. The type of hope that makes them see a brighter tomorrow and a, and a pathway towards a brighter future. That's something that you can do in your next conversation. And I'm going to encourage you to do just that. And then let me know when you do. Check the show notes and it will tell you how you can join my community. And then you can email me anytime. And those uh, emails come directly to uh, the, the um, inbox that I'm always following up with and reading. And uh, it's just, it's a great way for us to stay in contact. So I hope that if you guys haven't joined that community, feel free to do that. You can also jump over to um, thefocusedmindset.com or sharecrets.com and learn more about the things that we have going on. I'm so excited to share with you guys some of the stuff that's going on in December coming up here in January. We're just going to keep spreading this message of uh, having a hopeful attitude and hopeful conversations and really just having higher hope for yourself. Remember that my book, my writing book, 30 Days to Higher Hopes is available on Amazon. You could pick up a copy You can get some for your uh, family members for Christmas, and they can have a journaling book that will lead them step-by-step on a 30-day journey of how to rise the hope in their life to a level where they can move into this next year with a higher level of confidence. Um, So check that out on Amazon. That's 30 Days to Higher Hopes. That's soon coming in Spanish, which is going to be amazing. But now it's time for me to get going. I'm telling you right here and now, the next thing I'm going to be doing is packing. (laughs) And then in a couple days, I'm on the airplane. So uh, stay safe, guys. Keep your focus. And every single day, remember to live solution focused. See you next time. Before you go, don't forget to check the show notes where I'm going to leave the links to my social media and the different places you can find me. And I want to invite you to be a part of my email community. It's absolutely free. And this year I'm doing so much writing and so much reflecting, and I want to send things directly to you. I send the special notes to my email community and you can email me right back. You have a direct line to ask me questions without any barriers of a website or anything. Check the show notes for that link or go to thefocusedmindset.com. And if you click on getting the journal prompts, you also automatically are able to be a part of my community. And if you're interested in supporting this program, there's three ways to do it. One, make sure you're following this program so it comes up as one of your favorites. Two, share it either on your social media or with someone you love straight to their email. And the third is to leave a review. And I love reading those. By supporting this program, we're helping people be solution-focused. See you next week.